Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. Extremely short introduction for you on this episode. I did a fun little episode with uh, Moral Bob of the Hidden in Plain Sight podcast, which, you know, he's doing some really cool stuff. And I encourage you to check out what he's doing wherever you can. I'm going to post his links in the bio. And uh, I encourage you guys, please go and leave them a five-star review if you listen on Apple or if you've got an iPhone, just do it. I mean, this really helps podcasts uh, grow to larger audiences. And this is one of those dudes that's just really fun to talk with. And him and I set out to speak about the secret Vatican archives. And we did do that a little bit, but not as much as I would have liked to. However... We talked about a lot of cool stuff, man. This was one of those kinds of conversations where it just flowed and it flew by. Uh, when the conversation ended, it was like, damn, is this, is this done already? Like, you know, I, I, I called the time on it and, uh, you know, it, it apparently flew by for him as well. So those are, you know, you know, it's always good when the time flies by. Time flies when you're having fun, as they say. So I appreciate Bob hopping on. And I appreciate you guys for listening, man. This was a fun, fun thing to do. I like these uh, looser episodes where it just feels like it's like, dude, let's take a step back and let's just kind of talk about some issues that are on our minds. And, uh, you know, a couple like-minded people, of course, you know, him and I go back and forth on a couple of ideas. You know, we don't agree on everything. You know, I don't think any two people should ever agree on any one thing or any multiple things. Nothing. No one should agree on anything. It's what progresses society. So uh, I appreciate Bob and what he does, man. And uh want to point you guys into the direction. If you have not already gone there to the Patreon that I have, helps me get a little closer to doing this full time, being able to come out with better content, newer, fresher content, and uh, just stuff that uh, that you're not seeing or hearing anywhere else. Go to the patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Um, that will uh, get you the full versions of all these episodes. And of course, some bonus content, the rants, the exclusive conversations, the first of which we're having September 20. Or I'm sorry, Jesus. I don't know why September is just stuck in my head. January 29th here. Uh, this will be the first one that we're doing. Going to do these from now on for the $10 tier subscribers. Upon other things, we have some other things in the pipeline, monthly episodes uh, that are exclusive sort of conversational type shows, uh, and then also just, you know, chopping it up between friends, the the people that are on the show. So, uh, guys, thank you for your support over on Patreon. Also, DangerousWorldStore.com will get you all of your merch. You can get on there. You get free shipping here in the United States. 
not just the continental, even in Alaska and Hawaii, baby. You know what I mean? You get all your uh, free shipping and very, very discounted rates outside of the United States. We're talking Canada, China. I don't know if China would even take any packages from the U.S. right now. Uh, Australia, I mean, the U.K., people have ordered packages from these places. Uh, the U.K. shipping is a little longer than I had expected, but it does work. It gets there. It gets to the destination. Uh, prorated stuff, though, so it's going to be much cheaper than most of your companies that you order from from the United States. Uh, so what we got the Patreon. We got the store. I do want to plug Manscaped as well. You guys know, if you know me, uh, you know, Manscaped's been sponsoring this podcast for some reason for uh, quite some time now, about six months we're, we're approaching. And if you go to manscaped.com, you enter 20, uh, you enter danger, danger, you enter danger, you get 20% off. Okay. I'm tired, dude. This is late. It's fucking way past my bedtime. Um, so I'm confusing the promo code with the discount that you get, which is always a good sign of a good marketer. So thank you, Manscaped, for supporting the, the uh, podcast here. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can get the lawnmower 4.0. You can get all that good stuff that you need, dude. They have some soap. They have some deodorant now. They have some freaking really cool shampoo and conditioner. They've got all the good stuff that you need to make your junk and your body as a whole just smell fresh, dude. So uh, really appreciate these companies that stick their necks out and support crazy podcasts that talk about nonsense like uh, Dangerous World Podcast does. And they sponsored a lot of great shows in the past. And I think that they're uh, somehow they're trickling down to my show. And I appreciate that in- in- incredibly. So thank you very much, Manscaped. Go over there, manscaped.com. Danger, D-A-N-G-E-R, 20% off and free shipping. Uh, with all the good stuff that they have, man. The t-shirts are really great. The boxers are phenomenal, phenomenal underwear, the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. And uh, of course, all their shaving equipment, whether it's your beard, whether it's your junk, whatever it is, they take care of you guys. So uh, thank you, Manscaped. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Patreon subscribers. First and foremost, I save the best for last when I'm thanking people, okay? And uh, thank you, Bob, for uh, having this conversation with me, man. This was fun. It was enlightening. I think that it was a fun one. And we'll definitely be talking again. We also, uh, you know, here on January 24th, we recorded a Monday Night Master Debaters. Bob was on this one with Matt from The Great Deception and my former co-host and cousin, Brandon Peacock himself in the flesh, in the feathers. He was on here. And uh, not on this episode, but he was on the Monday Night Master Debaters, which you should listen to immediately after you listen to this conversation with Bob and I. Because, you know, this conversation kind of lays down an idea of what Bob kind of stands for. Uh, You know, big economic buff, really big into sovereignty as a citizen, as a country, as just a living being. Um, Pretty common sense, dude. And then, you know, he, he goes back and forth with Brandon, who... Approaches common sense from a different perspective, still common sense, but uh, just more of a left-leaning, more of a uh, statist, if you will. Um, so, you know, really, really interesting conversations that we have uh, anytime Bob is involved. So thank you once in, I mean, this is the last time. I'm not thanking anyone ever again because I feel like I just thanked, I think Manscaped like 20 times, I think. And then I think Bob like fucking five times. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. I mean, this is a long intro. I wanted to keep it short. So let's roll right into this episode with Bob where we set out to talk about 
the Vatican, but just got into all kinds of fun things, guys. Enjoy the show. And if you head over to Patreon, you will get some more content when it comes to the Vatican and Freemasonry and how these two clash. So thank you for the support. You'll see, you'll, you'll just be hearing from me in a couple of days. All right. Enjoy the show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've spoken with this guy a couple of times on the Monday Night Master Debaters, but I'm really excited to be one-on-one with you, Bob. Uh, of course, this is Moral Bob from Hidden in Plain Sight. It's a great podcast. And uh, man, dude, we talk about a lot of different things constantly. And it seems that you're pretty well-rounded, man. You're you're ready to, you know, kind of discuss. You're ready to debate. You're not married to any ideas. And I appreciate that because not too many people are like that, even in this community of these independent thinkers. So uh, first of all, man, how are you doing? And I'd like you to get your plugs out right up front here. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Uh, it's cold as shit because they're about to freeze Texas again. Uh-oh. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It's not like I didn't know it was coming. So, you know, I'm as prepared as I can be. Uh, but I'm Moral Bob. My podcast, as Ryan said, is hidden in plain sight. You can find it on all your podcatchers. You can find me on Instagram at, at the Moral Bob. And that's about it. I'm I'm allowed on Facebook again, finally, but I'm just, I don't even do anything there because if I say two words, they'll ban me. So it's just, what's the point? Yeah. You have this habit of, uh, you know, punching up, punching a little too far up, it seems. Yeah. They don't, they really don't like me, which makes me question when people get really, really big. It's like, how'd you get big? Like, how'd they allow that shit? (laughs) Like, yeah, it depends what you're doing. You know, if you're antagonizing these guys, I can see. But if you're just minding your own business, dude, I I, I don't know when they step in. That's the interesting right. thing, you know. Well, our mutual friend, uh, Matt from The Great Deception, he didn't have a problem at all until he made a single post about the Rona. And then all oh. of a sudden he got shadow banned. Like He, he has been shadow banned. Yeah, from he, he was posting about Star Forts and Tartaria and Disney and all of this stuff, and they didn't care. As soon as he said something about the Rona, bam, shadow ban. It's very weird, dude. Yeah, I've, I I kind of go all over the place. I've been focusing on my personal Instagram, or not my personal, but the, the uh, podcast Instagram, mostly like goofy memes and like funny stuff. You know what I mean? Kind of uh, looking like this buffoon on social media so that I, hopefully no one takes it too seriously. But at a certain point, it's gonna it's gonna get nuked. I I already am planning for it, but you know what? This is what we do it for, man. We're here to yeah. to go toe to toe with these assholes, and we're talking about someone pretty big right now. You know what I mean? This the the topic of the episode here. We wanted to get into the Vatican archives, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of shady shit when it comes to the Vatican. Um, first of all, dude, what are you drinking over there? I gotta I gotta start it off with a fellow whiskey drinker, uh, yeah. fellow drinker in general. I gotta know what you're yeah. drinking, man. It's a Woodford Reserve. Ooh, that's actually like a mid-shelf whiskey, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't drink very often, and I don't drink to get drunk, so I make sure I buy good stuff. Okay. You know, I don't. I generally won't spend less than $50 a bottle, and it'll last me a month or two. Wow. I generally only will drink if I'm podcasting and I want to, you know, a drink. And group podcasts, I for sure have a couple drinks, but I'm not drinking to get drunk. It's just something to sip on that tastes awesome. That's why you're moral, dude, because I will drink and just completely get shit faced. If you gave me a bottle of $50 whiskey, I'm drinking it in the night. Well, yeah, and I used to be that way. I would I would do that shit, too. And so I would buy the cheap stuff, but the good cheap stuff like I would drink like Maker's Mark. 
There you go. You know, which is like decent, cheap whiskey. It's a level or two above Jack Daniels for those that don't know. Yeah. 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 So big fan. Yeah. I don't, I, I had, I got too old, man. I can't handle hangovers. Just, How old are you, dude? You don't look old. 43. Oh, wow. You wear it nicely. I'm 30. Thanks. I feel like I look older than you. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I definitely look below my age, but I don't feel below my age. So it's that boyishly red hair, dude. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Aggress- <laughs> was it, wasn't it you that was like, you have an aggressively red beard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. No, it's very red, but it, I mean, hey, dude, it works, man. It works. Yeah. Well, part um, no- of it is this fluorescent light that i've got going on yeah it is i was talking to my wife about it and she was like dude it's really red (laughs) (laughs) well that's funny man no you know and the reason i ask is because i see you sipping out of that coffee cup and you mentioned before we started talking here that you snagged an ihop uh coffee mug a tiny little mug dude i have this i don't know if it's a bad habit or if it's just ingenious i steal cups from every restaurant that I go to, every <laughs> restaurant I go to. So I have, awesome. dude, I have multiple IHOP mugs and they Hell are yeah. tiny. I They're mean, little. Yeah. You take a sip out of one of these things and you're halfway done with your coffee. And that's the whole thing. They got the bottomless coffee, but uh, dude, I've got freaking, you name it. I, I used to have a collection, a full collection of BJ's cups. I don't know if you heard of BJ's. Yeah. Yeah. We have them here. Yeah, dude. Just, I mean, every single different graphic. I mean, I'm all about that action, dude. So it's funny. Is it, is it just kleptomania or is it um, to see if you can get away with it or like, what is the intrigue? I don't know, man. I I think like a souvenir little token. Exactly. I mean, I've taken coffee carafts from, from IHOP. It is, (laughs) there is something that's just kind of funny. Cause like, usually I'm, I'm, I'm eating with a female that has a purse. So we'll throw it in the purse. It's actually very right. easy. I don't recommend anyone do it because it's probably <laughs> illegal to tell people to do that. But yeah, man, just <laughs> well, it's illegal to do it. So. I don't think so, though. Is it because it's, like it's theft? Yeah, it's theft. I, don't, I mean, now, granted, they buy in such high numbers that you're talking about pennies yeah. to them. You know, it's it's very little on their on their overhead but. well and i don't steal from these local mom and pop shops and the gastro pubs i steal from the chains because i feel like it's cooler to have like a chili's cup than it is to have right. like a fucking peg and sue's uh pancake house you know well, what i mean peg and sue's is probably paying more for their cups too exactly. because they're not buying ten thousand of them exactly yeah. so i don't steal from those guys okay <laughs> yeah nah. yeah I'm, I'm okay stealing with the from the conglomerates it's fine i used to have uh, back when I was a smoker a million years ago, I had uh, an IHOP ashtray. Back when you could smoke in IHOP. Nice. Yeah, that was forever ago. But yeah. that's probably worth something. Probably. I don't have it anymore. I threw it away. Yeah. You know, over a decade ago when I quit smoking and I threw out all my ashtrays. I was like, "Fuck it, I don't need. I don't need them." That's probably. I was, was kind of mad at smoking at the time, so I just threw them all away. Hey, there you uh, go, dude. Got to do what you got to do. No, yeah. I uh, I do appreciate you hopping on here, man. Um, so you brought the uh, idea to talk about the Vatican archives. Yeah. What draws you to this? Well, because nothing we're told is true. And a lot of the history that is, excuse me, is real history uh, is hidden from us. And it's hidden from us in places like the Vatican and the Smith- Smithsonian. Like they take, I mean, there's countless stories of 
you know, the Smithsonian jumping in when somebody finds a giant bone or something like that, they scoop it up and it just disappears. Um, and I think the Vatican does the same, you know, and they, they allow certain things. I mean, the Vatican's art archives, just their art archives is worth like hundreds of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. Like it's, it's just crazy how much they have. You know, people think this is this religious organization. It's not. Mm-hmm. Like, it is not. It's a walled city of, you know, tyrannical rulers. That's all it is. It's masquerading as some religious organization. Well, the art commandeered. Of the, yeah, I mean, the art of the Sistine Chapel alone, right? I mean, this is something that's insanely valuable. So I, I don't know. You know, I don't know as much as I would like to know about the Vatican um, and religion as a whole. This is why it's always so interesting to talk about all aspects of it. But, you know, you you mentioned the Smithsonian. Did you hear that the Theodore Roosevelt statue, that iconic statue is taken down? Really? Mm -hmm. That's all right. Teddy Roosevelt sucked. So he did. That's what I said when I heard it. You know, he's like talking about like the, uh, you know, Agenda 2030 way back in the day. Like, so, you know, fuck them. It's yeah, just that, shitty. I mean, the, we need to stop worship, worshiping these people, you know? Yeah. Like, politicians and religious figures should be so unimportant that we don't know their names. You know, unless yeah. you're really, yeah. like, as far as religion goes, unless you're, like, a super Catholic, which I don't think anybody should be super re- religious in any mainstream religion. You're You're just being tricked. That's it. They're casting a spell on you, and you're being fooled. And, and, you know, some people need it, you know, some people need religion, they need to feel like they're part of something, they're, they need to feel like, you know, there's a reason that they're doing good or whatever, you know, my brother, uh, my little brother's religious, and I asked him, I said, are you religious because you're scared of the punishment, or you want the reward, which one mm-hmm. is it, because it's one of those two things, and he was like, no, man, that's not it, and I said, then why can't you just be a good person without religion? Yeah, like just be a good person. You don't have to be a Christian or a Catholic or anything to be a good person. I know a lot of really good atheists. Yeah, I used to be one. I used to be an atheist, and still I started going down a lot of rabbit holes. And I was like, okay, uh, there's gods and deities and stuff involved in all of this. Like this shit was created by some powerful beings. And there's, I mean, whether it's a god, I mean, use whatever name you want to use, god, angel you know, superhero, whatever, there is something greater than us, or at least greater than what we're told we are, that created a lot of this and control a lot of it. And I think that's what the Vatican's hiding is. I I think the Vatican's controlled by some of these deities. Well, that's interesting, man. Let me ask you that then. Uh, Where do you find yourself in this whole religious spectrum? You just said clearly that you're not an atheist anymore. Does any religion kind of resonate more so with you than others? I mean, I like I like the Bible because I think it's got a lot of historical evidence in it. And I'm, you know, I, I'm agnostic when it comes to religion. I'm a polytheist, if you want to do a big umbrella of things. Oh, like, really? I believe I believe there's a pantheon of gods. So I think there's multiple gods and they're at different levels. You know, angels are a level of God. You know, in even in the Bible, you know, there's um, 
there's the angels and there's Elohim, which is the shining ones, which are above angels. Like there's different levels of hierarchy in these, these, you know, God realms. So is there a single God that's more powerful than the rest or deemed more powerful than the rest? Very possibly. Mm. Yes. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's a, uh, different groups of gods maybe they're you know the good gods against bad gods or whatever but i'm not sure i I think there is some very powerful deities behind the scene doing everything though yeah dude that's where i'm at i'm agnostic myself um but so you're you're kind of equivocal like you're you're saying basically like you believe in the idea that there's this zeus figure or this odin figure and then there's others underneath it aphrodite or (laughs) thor or whatever depending on what every culture you look at basically has crossover gods sure so you know zeus in one is um uh like marduk in another like okay. so there's gods that are by different names be due to the culture that called them whatever but it's the same god yeah like they just called them different things so yeah it's an interesting thing and then you even see that in the catholic church i mean they treat these saints like gods you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like lesser gods right you know the idea that the pope has you know the ear of god like that's the most ridiculous thing ever no he doesn't that's so silly i mean uh to get into the vatican you know it was pope i had it pulled up earlier um it was a pope in in just like early 1900s that created one of the pious the bang theories so it was like in i want to say the 40s one of the popes came up with the big bang theory oh yeah 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 it was just in like the 40s it was recently that the big bang theory was even theorized and it was a freaking jesuit priest yeah like this shit is sketchy man <laughs> it's super sketchy you know and the vatican vatican means like something like dark serpent yes yeah something, uh, something serpent yeah it's yeah it's something about uh, it's, then, it's just negative yeah when you look at the vatican's uh main chambers it looks like a serpent's head with fangs by the doors and there's two big lights that look like snake eyes and and then the roof is looks like it's scaled like it's sketchy dude like is that the reptilians like is that and is reptilians literal or is it you know something that's just figurative because they're very cold-blooded you know that's yeah that's a that's a whole another rabbit hole but you know there's a lot of sketchy shit with the vatican the vatican owns like tons of telescopes and the largest one that they own is the largest one in the world and it's called lucifer like what is the why does the Vatican own telescopes? What? Well, that would be from like a devil's uh, advocate perspective. It's like, you know, they're gatekeepers here. They're, they're trying to mm-hmm. communicate. They're trying to see what the other side's talking about, the science side. Um, I'm trying to do a little bit of research on the fly. The first, uh, upon like a quick search, it's Pope Pius XII. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double check that because that doesn't sound right at all to me about this guy that came up with the Big Bang Theory. Right. Um, I had it. I had it earlier. There was a says on this day, 120 years ago, George Lamatre, father of the Big Bang, was born in Belgium. So I don't know if he was the one that came up with it. Again, I didn't. I'm a very, 
insanely busy person. Not that I want to be, uh, but I, I didn't you. have enough time to do, you know, all the research to get dates and names and stuff correctly. I've, I've kind of peripherally uh, done some Vatican research and, and stuff in the past, but I wanted to get names and dates and I didn't get a chance to. Um, but, you know, these, these priests are the ones that came up with the big bang theory and the expansion theory, because up until the early 1900s, like around Einstein and stuff, they thought it was a static universe. They thought mm-hmm. it was, you know, there, but it was all static. And then this Pope came up with the idea that it's expanding. And if it was expanding, then there had to be something that made it expand. And there's anybody listening. There's no evidence of any of this. Yeah, of course. Like this, there's no evidence that, that the universe is expanding or anything in the supposed space that we're told is, is expanding. Is it moving? Yes. Is it expanding? There's absolutely zero evidence. Yeah. Dude, so I, just, I, I, I did just confirm what you said. So yeah, it says George uh, Lemaitre, uh, father of the big bang theory. Like you said, b- uh, born in Belgium, he called it the primeval Adam. So, yeah. And I think it was, it was the other Pope that I saw that really kind of brought that theory to fruition. Maybe he was studying previous Popes and came across it and was like, Ooh, what's this? Hmm. Let me think about this. And since Einstein was popular at the time and there were some other physicists that were, that were popular at the time, he took that theory and kind of ran with it and made it more popular. Well, so do you think that the Catholic church is as powerful as a lot of, you know, people that are getting introduced into conspiracy theories a, a lot of times tend to think that the Vatican and the crown are the top of the top. Yes. Um, but I tend to think that it's one or the other. I don't think that they're working together as, you know, like my research in the Pilgrim Society, I tend to think that it's leaning more towards the crown and the crown. They're full of Protestants. Right. I mean, like the Protestants go very much against what the Catholics believe. And if you look at the presidents that the Catholics have had, one was shot. And then the other one is this buffoon. You know what I mean? Sure. So they're not um, getting them any and they're not cutting them any slack. No, but it could just be controlled, right? Like, so I lean towards the theory that it goes back to like the 13 royal bloodlines, like the descendants of Adam. Sure. Um, so, Merovingian. Yeah. So I, I think that that's what it could be. And, and maybe the crown is what controls everything and every, and see, maybe the crown only controls things because they're the ones at the top of the heap right now. And there's this internal battle in the bloodlines to be the top of the heap, but they still have an agenda that pushes forward. So they have this underlying agenda that they will always push forward. You know, they'll, they're hand in hand moving forward, but somebody wants to be that dude with the baton out front. When you see like a marching freaking band and there's the dude in the front with the baton that leads everybody well, everybody's fighting to be that guy, but you're still all marching together. Mm. You know, so I think there's internal struggles in the bloodlines, but it's still, maybe it is still all controlled by the crown because the way it goes is, you know, you have the Freemasons and 33 levels of Freemasonry. Well, that indicates your spine, right? There's 33 vertebrae in your spine. 
And then when you get to the top, that's, that's the, the crest. That's where it goes into the head. And the head is where the brain is. And that's what controls things. And that's the Illuminati. You're illuminated when you go beyond the 33rd degree and you are the head. You're the one that controls everything. But the crown sits on top of the head and the crown just sits there and enjoys the spoils and mm. they control everything. And any, if anything gets out of hand, the crown can step in and be like, nah, ah, nope. That's not how we're doing it. But for the most part, they just sit back and watch it happen because everybody knows their roles and everybody knows what to do. And the crown just enjoys the spoils. And so everybody's trying to get to that royalty point to where they're just enjoying the spoils. It's interesting you say that, man, because like the crown even sits above the brain, right? I mean, it sits on top of the head. So the crown would would be above the, the control of the spine you know if you're thinking about it like a human body the brain controls the vertebrae in the spine and and you know everything splinters out into the fingers and all these other societies that could be attached if you're looking at it from that perspective you know dude i was reading this interesting thing um trying to kind of semi-prepare for this but it was totally irrelevant but i just find i find it really interesting i wanted to see your thoughts on this before we really get into some of the things that we think is actually in the vatican archives um you know, we just had Martin Luther King Day recently, <laughs> and it's an interesting holiday and it's an interesting idea, you know, talking about the slavery and just the inequality that was actually, I mean, it's an undeniable part of our history. However, I don't know. See, I disagree. Well, well, slavery. We'll, 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 we'll slip past that because well, we, can, we, we don't need to go that. on a tangent about slavery. <laughs> well, I'm down to get into it, man. And I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. But like my, my thing with, with what it is and, and, you know, where I was trying to get to is here, you know, Martin Luther King is trying to make things equal, supposedly, right? Supposedly. Uh, this is, yeah, this is the mainstream narrative. Right. Um, if you're going back to the Civil War times and why the Civil War was fought, it clearly was not about slavery there had no. there was nothing at all that had to do with abraham slavery. abraham lincoln didn't even bring up slavery until he was losing and needed well, to gain popularity and get more people to jump in like, well this he didn't is what use that dude like, this is what's fascinating what i read so you've heard of the knights of the golden circle i'm sure yes so this is like the the precursor to the kkk okay right. now the south the confederates if you're going off this idea of the crown really running shit, the crown was backing the Confederates. And so was France. I mean, France, you had you had France appointing leaders in Mexico. They set up French troops in Mexico to help the Confederates. And then the crown took they set up shop in Canada and they were also helping the Confederates. So the Confederates were absolutely winning the war 100 percent because they had yep. the north. They had above the Union. And they had underneath themselves and they were trying to set up this little area with Cuba as the hub of the center of this massive area that would control tobacco, coffee, sugar. Uh, I mean, all your all your basic commodities of the time. Um, it w- And like you said, it wasn't until Abraham Lincoln realized, like, <laughs> oh, shit, let's set these slaves free if this side wins the war. And then that may ask you, like, well, why did. Why did Lincoln get shot then? You know, John Wilkes Booth was a pro-slavery Confederate. Well, that's not really the case. The reason that that he was shot, that Abraham Lincoln was shot, and I, I would absolutely bet my bottom dollar on this, 
It's because he created the greenback. It's because he created this, the first ever fiat currency. And the, the only two presidents that have really been assassinated the way that, 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 you know, we see it as obviously there's been a few that were assassinated, but the two that come to mind are Kennedy and Lincoln. They both created a fiat currency. They both created an alternative currency. So there's something to be said about that. And I know that that's a little off topic, but it's just very interesting that, you know, with the idea of the Catholics going against the Protestants, there's got to be something in there with the whole Lincoln uh, setting up the, the alternate currency and just. Sure, dude. but it's it's also all allegedly. Sure. Right. Like I'm at the point where anything that's mainstream, I don't trust it. So the mainstream narrative about Lincoln, the mainstream narrative about slavery, I don't trust any of that shit. None of it. What like, I just said was not mainstream I, at all. You know what I mean? Um, well, I mean, as far as John Wilkes Booth killing Lincoln and oh, the, sure. the Civil War, like Lincoln could be just a created dude. Like that could all be fabricated history. Sure. Um, you know, it could all be bullshit as far as we know, because none yeah. of us were there. So none of us can be like, no, I remember. And, you know, that's this is how it went. You know, we're all playing through the history that we're given. Right. Because, yeah. you know, it, and so all of that history could be complete bullshit. <laughs> and I Definitely. think most of it is, um, you know, because a lot of our founders, a lot of our presidents we're all members of places like the freaking Pilgrim Society and the Freemasons, and they were all parts of these secret societies. So they could have just been playing their part. Yeah. Um, yeah I think there may be, if there is any reality, it could be something to do with currency um, because they definitely don't like knowing that currency can just be created. Yeah. The government does not like anybody thinking that you can just create your own currency you know that's why they attack bitcoin the way they do that's why saddam and gaddafi got killed was they wanted to start their own currency and get off the petrodollar you know like they're they don't want people creating their own currency and if abraham lincoln came out and like was successful just creating some fiat currency hundreds of years ago then you know he very well could have started this thing where everybody would have just been like, you know what? They, it would have been their own version of Bitcoin back then. Somebody would have created their own version of Bitcoin because That's bit, essentially what frankly, frankly um, Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrencies are all fi fiat currencies as well. They're backed by fucking nothing. Exactly. You know, and so anybody that thinks that cryptocurrency is, is anything viable, it's a fiat currency as well by the definition of fiat currency. Yeah. Um, so they didn't want that to be known. The, the bankers didn't want that to be known. And so they very quickly after they killed Lincoln, they scuttled together and put together a plan and then instituted it in 1913 at Jekyll Island and created the Federal Reserve so they could create a fiat currency that was centrally controlled. Yeah. It's not the creation of a fiat currency that's bad. It's the central control of that fiat currency. And that's Definitely. what makes cryptocurrency um, not the same. It's a fiat, but it's not the same as a centrally controlled fiat, at least so they say. I, I think f cryptocurrency is a honeypot. Um, <laughs> yeah. But again, that's we could do a whole podcast on how I think 
cryptocurrency is a fucking scam. I was going to say, dude, we we need to probably do an episode <laughs> on just uh, money. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds dude, like I'd we love, could go back would, and forth. I would love to do a podcast on just money. Yeah. Um, well, because you I know, think money was created for control. Because yeah, before money existed, it was just, it was barter. It was whatever yeah. you had, man. Everybody just traded. Hey, what do you got? I got shoes. You got apples? Sweet. I need some apples and you need some shoes. Yeah. You know, I make socks too. You got some, you know, you got some overalls. Sweet. I'll trade you these socks for some overalls. But then some dummies will come out there and say that what you're talking about right there is communism. You know what I mean? Which it's not because. Well, it depends on your definition of communism. Sure. Right. Like if, if you go by, you know, the governmental aspect of communism, then no, it's not communism. But if you just go by the root term of communism, which is communal, yeah, you know, which is community is the root term of communism. You know, it's like the old adage that communism works on paper, but not in reality. Well, it does work in reality because you get rid of government and we're a communist country. We, we trade, everything's a voluntary transaction, you know, and it's communities supplying for each other, like, like I'm all in for that shit. Like that's fine. But as far as communism in practice, when there is a government involved, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. It's just, yeah, you're handing over all power to a centralized government and you think they're going to divvy that power up or the goods up equally. And there's going to be any equality or equity. There's not, there's, there's never going to be equality or equity when there's a government. Of course. Yeah, I think that everyone could agree on that. But um yeah, man, we'll have to we'll have to come back and talk about some some monetary things because yeah, yeah it's uh it's a fun I, topic that you could talk yeah. hours about. And and um, I appreciate you saying in the beginning, like I, I try to be well rounded. Yeah, you know, I, I've had people that are like, Oh, you just think you're right all the time. And I'm like, you know how I do that? I don't talk about shit I don't know about. Yeah. Like if I'm not educated on a subject, I'm just gonna be like, I, I don't really don't know. Like, or if you're not doing that, you're asking questions. You know what I mean? Or, you're not- yeah, right. Or like, there was a guy that I got into a debate with years and years ago, and he asked me about um, Citizens United, right? And and I, I was like, we were having a t- political debate, and he was a Bernie bro, and I was just owning him on every aspect because he was trying to go to economics, and of course, Bernie bros don't know shit about economics. Yeah, and I was just owning him on everything, and he was like, "Well, what do you think about Citizens United?" And I was like, "Honestly, man, I don't know." Uh, I said, "Let me do some research though, and I'll come back to you in a few days, and we can have a conversation about it." And I looked into it, and Ron Paul had some speeches about it, and um. I went back to him. I said, man, I've, I've only done a little few hours of research, but it looks like Citizens United is just a free speech conversation. Like it's just about free speech and where you can put your money and who you can put it behind. Um, so, and I sent him a, a clip with Ron Paul and he never responded and blocked oh, yeah. me on of Facebook. And yeah, I man, like, I mean, okay. It's interesting when people are so married to their ideas that they can't switch up. You know what I mean? I don't you can understand read- it. You can read this book, The Road to Serfdom, and it it will yep. tell you that just socialism itself doesn't even work. You know, you know, people will cite the, uh, you know, like the the uh, Scandinavian countries, and they'll tell you like, oh well, they're socialists. No, they're really capitalists, but they have a social safety net, kind of like we do, but to a greater extent. 
Right. They're a, a capitalist country with a social network. That's yeah, it. capitalist countries, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, and they admit that. They've, yeah. they've said that. When Bernie was running around going, oh, freaking this country's socialist, the leaders of those countries all came out and were like, hey, stop calling us socialists. We're yeah. not socialists. Yeah. We have social programs, but we're capitalist countries. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's fascinating. It's it's interesting. But yeah, dude, let's get into some of this uh, this Vatican stuff, mm-hmm. man. We can obviously talk so, about just freaking economics, which we'll have to. We'll, have well to and that's, that. that, dude, I got to where I am through economics. Did you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what got me interested in politics was economics. You know, I, I'm old enough that I remember when Ross Perot ran for president, and oh, it would have been my first time to vote. That would have been my first vote would have been for Ross Perot. And I was listening to this dude when I was in high school and I was like, this guy's making a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like this dude knows what the fuck's up and you look into him and he's a billionaire that's made a bunch of freaking money making good business decisions. And I was like, yes. I mean, that's what got me into politics was economics. So yeah. anytime you want to talk about economics, man, I'm in, I carry, I carry a copy of basic economics in my truck at all times. So I can <laughs> nice. give it to somebody. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I'm, it's one of my, it's one of the most interesting and underrated topics when it comes to conspiracy. So, um, yeah. But yeah, dude, uh, let's let's get into uh, some of the stuff yeah, that we actually so, met up to talk about, man. Let's uh, the what Vatican, are yeah, Oof. dude, the archives, right? So like, there's so many different things. I mean, you get the the ideas thrown around that in the in the archives there is uh, proof that Jesus Christ never existed. There's uh, receipts for or invoice type type situations of uh, you know trying to get paid for the Sistine Chapel and all these things. There's all kinds of theories, proof of aliens, all kinds of shit. What is uh, something that really draws you to the archives? Um, I think it's very much like Indiana Jones. I think they have a big sub uh, subterranean warehouse that's just expansive. And everything's in marked crates. And it's as far as the eye can see. And they have just, they've been hiding stuff for possibly eons. Yeah. You know, I, I, I believe that history is much longer than we are told. So, you know, there's possibly hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of years worth of hidden data. And I think they can't destroy it for a reason. Like they have to keep it. And so they they keep it. They can't destroy it, but they, they keep it hidden. So I think maybe the Vatican has the Ark of the Covenant. Maybe they have, you know, all the real evidence that maybe Jesus wasn't real, but maybe he was real, but it's not at all what we've been told. Not at all what we've been told. I mean, yeah, dude, there is there's something to be said about that. You know, when uh, you're friends with Ghost, right, from my third eye, you met him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he even said himself firsthand account, you know, over in Afghanistan. I forget if he was in Afghanistan or Iraq, but they were told right away go to the museums and, and hold down the museums. Yep. Why the museums? The, this isn't weapons of war that they're holding. And libraries. There. And libraries. Yeah. Don't forget about libraries. It's museums and libraries. Historical, yeah, historical facts, quote unquote. Yep. Um, I just had some breaking news here I got to share with you really quick. Supposedly the doomsday clock is at 100 seconds to midnight. World's stuck in an extremely dangerous moment. Have you heard of this? No, but 
we've been stay clock. We've been stuck in a dangerous moment for quite some time now. Um, I think. I mean, I've heard something of the doomsday clock, but uh, I haven't really looked into it. But it's similar to that Cold War era shit. I mean, if you've ever seen the movie Watchmen, they're they're messing with the doomsday clock. It's just a weird (laughs) deal. I'm I'm gonna look into it more after we're done here, but. Um, as far as the as the the shit that could be in the Vatican, there's one thing that really sticks out to me. There's there's the idea that they have the most extensive uh, collection of porn. Have you heard this theory? Uh, child porn, probably. Yeah, I all kinds that. of porn. I, I believe they may have the very most extensive group of child porn because that's could be where um, all the tapes that were done on Epstein Island are hidden. Sure, is in the vault of the the vatican because nobody can get in it again this is a walled city this is one of the most protected places in the world like, yeah like you can't just get into the vatican like of course yeah like, it's this is this is more than fort knox more than most military bases you can't get in like, well, it's there's... easier to get into the queen's palace than it is the vatican well, and there's something to be said, too, about the uh, Swiss Guard. You know, Switzerland plays a role in, in yeah. everything that they're doing there. And they both have square flags, for the record. And that, that happens to be where Davos is, and it's where Bill Gates is going to block out the sun. So, fuck Switzerland in their ass. Interesting. Like, yeah. Isn't CERN their, right there, too? Their clocks, their clocks and, and chocolate are really good, but other than that, screw them. Uh, yeah, be- CERN is over there, too. Yeah, and CERN. Dude, CERN's. We could do a whole another podcast on CERN too. Yeah, they're fucking around. I, I, they come out a lot lately. There's you know, a CERN city is too. about to restart. Apparently, they they CERN stopped activity three years ago. You know, kind of when shit got crazy, and they're <laughs> about to start it up again. Nice. Like it's not crazy enough. That's right. perfect. Well, dude, so check this out too. There's this lady Karen Hughes. Um, she's a former attorney of the World Bank. And she claims that there's a race of big-headed, blue-eyed uh, creatures living underneath the Vatican. So this isn't some kook. Could be too. Yeah, that it could be the giants. So the, like the ancient, yeah. So the ancient, red-haired, blue-eyed giants, the Nephilim, could very. I think they are subterranean-dwelling creatures um, because there's apparently a cave at the border of Afghanistan and China that um, this tribe gives offerings to a red-headed giant that comes out of this cave um, and then there's been military operations where they go down into caves and um, they they come in contact with giants so giants apparently used to roam the earth but i think they have receded within the earth and they may be controlling everything from there still you know, because I think the giants were the ones that controlled everything i mean if a giant rolls into your city Who's going to fuck them up? Like, they're going to be able to own shit pretty quickly, you know, and everybody's going to be like, oh, we can't mess with the giant, you know, and who knows how big these things actually are. I mean, there's yeah. there's evidence of anything from nine feet to like 30 feet or bigger. You know, some some stories say that they are they were as tall as sequoia trees. So we're talking hundreds of feet, you know, some big giant. 200 foot person comes rolling into your city nobody like they're gonna do whatever they want well dude think of it if we're talking you know for my lord of the rings fans out there these are like the ents right yep. these, these giant exactly. tree people yeah 
I, th- I think, dude, that that entire book series is incredibly telling. Yeah. Like, I think the war between all of the sex is a real thing. Like, I think that shit's real. Like, I think that shit really happened. And I, I think maybe uh, the ring is an allegory for the crown. Because oh. a crown is also interesting a circle yeah and the crown controls everything so the one that has the ring or has the crown controls everything interesting i didn't even think about that Hmm. yeah i I think that book is that those books are very very telling as to what's happened in the past you know c.s lewis and all of these people were all they were all part of these secret societies they were all controlled orwell c.s lewis like they were all connected all of them and so they did what they were told you know there's a reason my show's called hidden in plain sight because they fucking tell us everything they put it right in front of us like it's right there why i'm gonna ask you real quick why you think they do that before i get into the the piece of the archives that really interests me personally but why do you think that that they blatantly tell us this shit do you think that it's the karmatic shit or do you think there's something deeper to it i think it could be but i think it's also arrogance like it's just they're they're laughing and mocking i mean look at the world right now yeah the narrative is so fucking silly like it's astronomically silly like there's this idea that you could die from some supposed virus that they admit they've never isolated, right? So they admit that they've never isolated this virus. They admit that masks don't work. They admit that the PCR test is bullshit. And yet everybody's still going for it. Dude, they're naming shit in just the the most ridiculous stuff. I mean, the Moo variant. The, not only is that the sound that cows make when they're being herded, like moo translates in multiple languages to nothing. Like it means nothing. It means non-existent, does not exist. And then Omicron, they picked that because it can be freaking rearranged to moronic. Like they're just mocking these people. Like, so I think it's it's almost more likely that it's, that it's arrogance than it is any karma thing but i don't think and people are like that's not how karma works they're not playing by the same rules yeah they're making well not not only that if the people that control everything are actually deities are actually above us they they have a completely different set of rules that that apply to them yeah So it could be that they need to put it out, that they have to, right? It's the same reason that they can't just destroy all of history and rewrite it. They have to leave little breadcrumbs for people to find. And it's so you have an avenue to truth, to enlightenment, but it's all about your choices. So it it very well could be a combination of things. So they're doing it because it's a karmatic debt thing but they're doing it blatantly because they know everybody is that stupid and so it's an ego trip to just be like okay we have to put it out there and for a long time maybe we hit it a little bit better but 
everybody's basically retarded now. And so we can do it in such a way that it's just astronomically silly. And it may in their own minds justify the 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 killing of so many of course. people. You know. Of course. I have argued the fact on multiple occasions that maybe these people are on are on our side. Maybe they're just trying to find this because everybody that's really, really stupid wears a fucking sign now. Like yeah. They wear it literally on their face that they're yeah. dumb as shit. And so it's really easy to identify the ignorant, compliant people. And maybe it's so they can eliminate those people. Or if you think about the phrase, the meek shall inherit the earth, maybe it's so they can eliminate everyone that isn't compliant. And then the meek that are wearing masks and easily molded get to inherit the earth when they kill everybody else and reset history again. Yeah, I mean, it can go either way. It could absolutely yeah. go either way. It's, it's it very well could. Good point. Um, so. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, that's crazy. I don't know how to how to transition into this from <laughs> from that idea. But um, have you heard of the three the 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 three secrets of the uh, Fatima Fatima? However you pronounce that it, sounds really familiar. Yeah, I'm probably pronouncing the Fatima or Fatima <laughs> wrong. Uh, I think it's Fatima. Fatima. Okay, so. Tomato, it's, tomato, though, right? Yeah, exactly. And you, we know what we're talking about here. So it's an interesting little concept. And supposedly out of the three secrets, the third one is held in the Vatican Bank. Okay, so there's these three kids in Portugal. And this was during World War I, 1917. This is going on. And these three children had these Marian prophecies. So they saw the Virgin Mary. And the Virgin Mary told them these three things. So the first secret was not so much a secret, actually. It was literally these these three children were momentarily taken to hell just for a, a brief second, not even a second. And they kind of described hell to the, the priests. And they were just telling them how, you know, even though they were barely there, they knew they were only there for a short amount of time. It was unbearable, like it forever changed their lives and so on, right? The second secret was that the Virgin Mary brought the the end of World War One, and a World War Two would start unless Russia was converted. And then the uh, the Virgin Mary supposedly asked that uh, Russia be consecrated to her Immaculate Heart. So they wanted they wanted Russia to go into the direction of Christianity or Catholicism or whatever, right? Um. Now, the third one, this is the one that's really interesting. This is supposedly the true secret is actually in the Vatican archives uh, that no one can really keep an eye on or or check out. So this is what's kind of cool here. Let me see. I'm reading here. So let me see. So the Lucia. So this is in 1917. Like I said, she was really hesitant. One of these young girls was hesitant to kind of disclose what this third secret was. And after a lot of convincing, she said that she would tell the priest what it was, but they couldn't reveal the secret to the world for 40 years. Um, So, you know, time goes by and they found out what it was in the 60s. They actually disclosed what it was in the religious circles back in the 60s. But this wasn't made public until 2000. And so I'll read here uh, word for word what she says. So. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, this is, it's relatively short and excuse my horrible, uh, reading here, but I write in obedience to you, my God, who command me to do so through his excellency, the Bishop of Lyra, I think, and through your most holy mother and mine. After two parts, which I have already explained, at the left, Our Lady, and a little above, we saw an angel with a flaming sword in his left hand, flashing, and it gave out flames that looked as though they were they would set the world on fire, but they died out in contact with the splendor that Our Lady radiated towards him from her right hand. So you can kind of picture this this image of an of a uh, archangel, right, or Lucifer, this this dude with a lit up sword. Coming down to try and fuck with Mary, Mary touches up with her right hand, puts the sword out, and just banishes this demon or whatever this is. Um, pointing out that to could Earth, be, side side note that could be right hand to God. You know the the phrase right hand to God. That's a great point, dude. I didn't even think of that. Good point. So, uh, pointing to the Earth with his right hand, the angel cried out in a loud voice, "Penance, penance, penance!" Uh, so basically, just repenting. Um, and we saw in an immense light that is God, something similar to how people appear in a mirror when they pass in front of it, a bishop dressed in white. We had the impression that it was the Holy Father, other bishops, priests, and men and women, religious going up, up a steep mountain at the top of which there was a big cross of rough honed trunks as a, uh, I'm sorry, uh, cross of uh, rough hone trunks as of a cork tree with the bark before after there are, I'm sorry, before, see, this is what happens when I try and read too, for too long. Before reaching there, the Holy Father passed through a big city half in ruins and half trembling with halting step. Afflicted with the pain and sorrow, he prayed for the souls of the corpses he met on the way. Having reached the top of the mountain on his knees at the foot of the big cross, he was killed by a group of soldiers who fired bullets and arrows at him. And at the same time, way at the same way, there were, uh, okay, well, we'll get the idea here. I'm not going to keep fucking reading, but so basically what this is, is she's talking about the end times. Yeah, literally. And, and you know, you can, I can post a link here. And, well, and it's not necessarily, it may have been the end times then. It doesn't mean the, it's the end times that are coming. Sure. I think the end times have happened possibly dozens, hundreds of times. Yeah. You know, I think we're on this cyclical thing where where history has been destroyed and rewritten multiple times. And so people have written about it and, um, you know, so and they they explain it in a way that they knew how to explain it at that time, possibly. Well, and what's interesting here is, uh, you know, at, at the end of what she says, this date was supposed to come to fruition March 1st, 1944. So this whole event was supposed to, I mean, this is long gone, right? Now, I don't know if anything could have happened during World War II. Yeah, I mean, this that is could have been thing. something that happened then. Well, and that's what she said, that a, that a second world war would happen and world wars would continue until... Essentially, what she's saying is that the whole world goes towards this God that that right. supports the idea of the Virgin Mary and all this shit, whether it's Catholicism, Christianity, you know, obviously they all fall under that umbrella. Yeah. But it's uh, it's an interesting idea, man. So that was just the most compelling thing to me out of all the things that are, quote unquote, verifiably in the, the Vatican archives. Now, who knows what the hell's down there? But right. it, 
it is uh it is one of the things that i think is the most interesting and you look at these kids man they have the look in their eyes of just like fucking torture it's weird well dude it's been like how many priests that got like legitimately caught mess diddling kids and the the vatican has paid out like i I forget the exact number but it's an insane excuse me whiskey's making me burp Uh uh-oh it's an insane amount of money that the vatican has paid out to cover the sexual assaults on children that their priests have done yeah like it's a ridiculous amount of money we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars they've paid to cover all of this shit up and then those priests are still allowed to do stuff which means that it's acceptable that what what they're doing but they just it's just like dude stop getting caught like geez dude like stop getting caught we don't care that you're diddling kids just stop getting caught yeah dude it's fucked um I, i mean i think the vatican could be hiding all sorts of stuff I mean, there could be some crazy pedophile ring happening in the in the lower bowels of the Vatican. Well, there's the bathhouse yeah. right across the street from yes, the Yes, dude. So, yeah. I that's... mean, it's, it's clearly something. I don't know what it is about positions of power. But for some reason, pedophilia is tied with all of these giant positions of power. Yeah. Like, well, what I... is that? Like, I forget why? who said it, man. Somebody said uh, everything's about sex except for sex, and sex is about power. So, right. you yeah. know, there's something about that where, you know, like you're trying, uh, not everyone, but as a whole, a lot of people are trying to gain social status realistically for sex. Now, maybe women are doing it for men. other things. but yeah, uh, men for sure. Men absolutely are. Women yeah. are probably doing it for other reasons. I, I I don't have a brain like a like a woman does, but there is something to be said about that quote itself. Right. Well, women could rule the world. They could change history. I was on a, a you, you mentioned Ghost, and I was on Talk at the Tavern uh, this past Friday, I think. And we, I said on there, I said, you know, women could control the world. Everything that men do is for women. Like everything we gain status and money and popularity all to impress chicks. And so chicks determine what kind of people are created, what kind of government we have, what kind of society we have. They control everything. Women have all of the power, all of it. All women would have to do to control everything that's happening is collectively just be like, all right, we're not having sex with dudes anymore until y'all do what we tell you to do. And everything would change that fast, just instantly. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's, it's harsh to say, but I think that men would just rape, dude. Maybe, but if it's collective, like if it's women in general as a whole, like sure. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I don't think most dudes have the capacity to just rape. Oh, not not overnight. Right. I'm just saying, if this was like a generational thing, maybe. and like I think that I think that would be the case, dude. Because maybe there would be maybe, and maybe that's how harems got created. Yeah, is basically the enslavement of women because they were trying to regain power by holding out, possibly, but you know women could very easily and they make up a majority of the population 
Well, let's be real here. Women hate each other too much to get any kind they of power. Do. You know what I mean? They They'll do. just fight. <laughs> they do. That is very, very true because I mean, uh, like I'll like my wife will, well, maybe not my wife because she's rad. Um, <laughs> but like I would tell, you know, girls in the past, like they'd be putting on makeup and like getting ready to go somewhere and everything. I'm like, you know, you're doing that for other women and not for dudes. Right. Oh, yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, guys don't care. We really don't. We don't like any like any chick can go to the bar and get laid. Any chick. It doesn't matter what you look like. If you want to get laid, you can get laid. Dudes can't do that. Yeah. Like, you know, so when you're primping and you're getting all dressed up and everything, that's so you can look good to all the other chicks because guys generally don't care. Yeah. Like my wife. Good point. My wife is, of course, a, a, a you know a house mother to four kids, um, and there's days where she wears pajamas all day, and I'm into it. Like if I didn't have to leave the house, I wouldn't put on real clothes either. Yeah, like, and she gets mad, and I'm like, babe, like I don't care what you wear. Like I, I love you, and you look good in pajamas, so I don't give a shit. There you go. You know, I mean, like, that's that's like why it works. Not, it's not your clothes that make me attracted to you or it's not the level of makeup that make me attracted to you. It's your uh, ass. It's, <laughs> and she'll tell you that too. Really? It, it, I was just, yeah. I was just saying that, but no, that's uh, so funny. It is quite spectacular well, um, good for you and good for her. That's great. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen your wife, but I'm sure that she's a phenomenal woman. She is. A, she is the best. Like, plain and simple. Like I, we've, we've discussed having drinking games on all the podcasts I go to on, or even mine, because I mentioned her all the time. So every time I mention my wife drink, and if you follow that rule through all the podcasts I've been on, you're going to probably get drunk every single podcast. That's funny, yeah. man. Well, good for you guys. That's awesome. I don't know. Dude. It just it, proves it, there's a lid for every pot, dude, because I'm absolutely insane. And I look like this. And I'm just like, I'm still mesmerized <laughs> that she loves me. I'm just like, it's okay. that red beard, dude. It's the red beard. It's well, it's, it's, I think, I think men are attractive to women, like real men. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. when you are a true man, it doesn't matter what you look like. It really doesn't. Like you just put off this aura and women, contrary to what all the leftists want you to think, Women are attracted to masculinity. Yes. There's some, it's like a battery, positive and negative energy, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that women or men are negative or vice versa, but it's just opposites. It just is. Yeah. Well, it's opposites. Yeah. Opposites yeah. attract. It, you know what well, I mean? Well, and we're, we're meant to. Like, yeah. we're, we're meant to work congruently. Um, we're not meant to be the same like the left. And that's, again, that's more perversion uh, of society is just the idea that men and women are the same. Like, it's so stupid. We're not, and we're not meant to be. Like, you know what's really interesting, though? That And you just sparked this idea in my head, is that there's something about women that also can do manly things, whether it's shooting guns or just fending for themselves. Right. Those masculine traits that are also very attractive to masculine men, right? With the feminine shit, no one fucking likes that. You know what I mean? Well, like if a dude is feminine, I don't think anyone really likes that. Well, and, and nobody like weak, frail women are not attractive because you're as a man, when you're away, 
you know, because we, we're providers and women are nurturers, right? Yeah. And so it's natural for men all through history, men go away from the family to provide for the family. When now, whether it's hunters, gatherers or nomads or, you know, industrial workers, capitalistic societies where you're just going to work, a man's not going to leave his, his children with a weak woman like a real man isn't going to leave his family in the hands of a weak woman. So we, of course it's attractive when a woman can protect themselves or knows how to defend themselves because it's like, okay, I can have kids with this chick and I don't have to worry about my kids getting messed up or, you know, assaulted or whatever. Like I know my wife's going to handle it. So I, I think that's what it is. It's, it's a, it's a security thing. Yeah, dude. Very interesting. I don't know. Random man. tangents on random tangents on Dangerous World podcast tonight. <laughs> I know it's it's interesting, man. You know, like we we wanted to talk about one thing, and it just goes all over the place. I mean, these are the kind of episodes that I think are more fun, though, man. You know, so right. when they're too when they're too strict on on stuff, I mean, and I've even done the ones that are really strict on topics. Yeah, they're cool, but they're just not as interesting. Yeah, you know. And this, it's stuff like this is why, like our listeners, like I've been listening to podcasts for a long time and you get, when you listen to a podcast, you get to know the people that are doing it. If you listen to them enough. Yeah. Um, And that's what it's all about. Right. It's like, it's getting to know these people and who's out there and what they think. And we can't be afraid to talk about this shit. Like we, we've got to be able to, like, I'm not afraid to talk about anything. Like, yeah, I am a truly open book. I'm not married to anything uh, except what I can prove. And even the stuff that I can prove, I still question it. You have to, you know, like, like I, I'm a flat earther. Like I hate labels, but I am. And it's because I can prove it, but I still try to disprove it every single day. Interesting. Like I, I still, cause I have tons of questions still. Like there's stuff that I don't have answers to. So I look, I observe and I theorize and I challenge the things that I, I know. And, you know, and that's, that's just how I work. You know, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't have any, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were, they were talking about faith and I was like, dude, I know too much to have faith. Like, I just know too much. Like I can't just have blind <laughs> faith in things. Like I can prove things. And then there's things that I can't prove, but I know a lot of information about. So I have some theories and that's it. That's it. I know some things and I have a bunch of ideas. I like to say, I know a little about a lot personally. Yeah. That's what I think. So well, it's like the old saying, uh, Jack of all trades. Master um, of none. Right. But that, that phrase goes on and it says something like, but I'd ba- rather be, a jack of all trades um then uh, and then only a master of one or something like that you know i'd rather it's something about being able to perform multiple tasks instead of just being good at this one thing interesting yeah you know, man I, they, I agree they cut they cut that that phrase short for a reason you know, because it's, it's supposed to be detrimental. It's like, Oh, master, of you know, Jack of all trades, but a master of none. But it, the whole f- quote is actually gives more credit to the Jack of all trades. 
it's more interesting, man. It's just way more interesting. Let me let's finish off like this. Since you, I heard that you had a great uh, flat Earth conversation with a few others, um, yeah. and you know, you just said straight up, you're a flat earther here. Um, before we wrap up, why don't you uh, give some sort of hard proof, something that you cannot be disproven about? Oh, that's uh, easy. When, when it comes to flat Earth, what is it? That's super easy. And I'm going to make a shirt that says it. Everything is parallel. Everything is parallel. Meaning what? It, it Look around. Just look around. When you're driving around, when you're in your daily life, just look around. Everything's parallel. You can... You can look off into the distance. You can be on an elevated plane and look off into the distance. If you're like on a flyover, you know, uh, like if you're, you know, on an overpass or something and you're elevated just a little bit, just a little bit. And you look around all the buildings, all the water towers, all the cell phone towers, all the radio towers, everything you see is parallel. It doesn't matter how far apart it is. It's all parallel. Everything shares the same exact straight up and down and level. It's the only reason you can find level. Just the fact that you can find level proves that we live on a flat plane. Because on a ball, there is no fucking level. There's no such thing as level on a ball. Like, there's no C level on a ball. Like, it's spinning, so everything's going to be fucking acting all weird. And by the narrative of the ball, there's a 14-mile hump of water at the equator because of spin. That's that's fucking NASA data, right? Horseshit. A 14-mile hump of water? Come on. Everything's parallel. Dude, I'm not... I don't know what the fuck we're on. I I haven't put enough effort into thinking what it is. It... I don't I don't like the idea of the ball. I really don't. But at the same time, it, it there is some indoctrination there. A hundred percent. Right. Well, I think we could be in a fucking computer program and a level plane is just easier to deal with in a computer program. Sure. Well, yeah, like, yeah. It we could, could just be, be simple. Yeah, mean, yeah, it could just simply be simulation and it's just easier to put everything on a flat plane, you know, because it works better in the computer simulation who knows but i can prove this realm that we're on is flat as fuck because everything shares the same level i like it i do like that like that's the one thing when i was when i had deborah from deborah gets red pilled on recently on my second flatter school podcast um that's the one thing that i tell everybody everything's parallel it's all parallel that can't happen on a ball like you're not going to see two water towers 10 miles apart in the distance on the horizon and they're parallel on a fucking ball because at 10 miles there's 67 feet of curve and they would be they'd be like this yeah you know they'd be facing away from each other by a great degree and even even something as simple as a building that in New York City that spans one city block which is like a quarter mile it would get bigger at the top because all of those pillars would be, you know, because you've anybody that's in construction knows that you set beams at level. Well, if no two points share the same level, then they're going to go away from each other as they get taller. And so the twin towers that 
got flown into by airplanes, quote unquote. Yeah. If you believe that. The Twin Towers would have gotten bigger at the, at the top or it would be in the designs that they had to tilt all of those freaking pillars a certain degree so everything went up at the same angle. And that doesn't exist in the plans huh. on any building. So it's just like, once you start digging into it, like I, I may end up being kind of the flat earth guy, like flat earth Dave, because I'm just that passionate about it. Have you talked with him before? Twice. He's a good guy. He's fun. He's solid, dude. That yeah. dude's good. That yeah. dude's good. He's the one that brought me to flat earth. Yeah. Like as I like, I, I, it was presented to me before I knew about flat earth Dave. And I was just like, eh, I had too many questions that couldn't be answered by the person that presented it to me. And I was just like, eh, whatever. And then I heard Flat Earth Dave. And when he first started his presentation on this podcast, I was like, this, this fucking guy, like, this is ridiculous. And then as he went, I was like, wait a minute. Like, is he, is he making shit up? Like, what's he, wait a minute. What? And well, so he'll bring started, in the Coriolis effect. He'll talk yeah. about all this shit. You know what I mean? So it's- I started looking into it after I heard my first podcast with Flat Earth Dave. I was like, all right. I've got to really dive into this because this is interesting. Like it just intrigued me. Like I was just like, okay, let me, because I definitely don't trust the government. NASA is the government. So let me check shit out. And I started looking into it. And once you look into it, dude, it, it just, the official narrative falls apart like super fast. It's like a house of cards yeah. and you, you just pull one card out and the whole thing falls down. And it's just like, fuck, like we don't live on a ball shit okay and it it leaves you in this weird place if you're not ready for it it's a very uncomfortable place right it leaves you in this this place of well what the fuck like what do i do now that i I, like this one thing that was a constant in my life is now changed you know and again my wife um my wife um she said little borat yeah she says uh uh, one lie exposed is enough to question every truth sure so so once you start looking into it it just all falls apart uh if you guys want to go listen to more flatter stuff i've started a series called flatter school on my podcast and my first episode was with the great william ramsey and that one is a doozy that one was very heated William is like a little kid. He doesn't want his ball taken away. Um, <laughs> and it, I've had people that listen to William Ramsey's podcast message me on Instagram and go, dude, I heard you on William Ramsey's show. Uh, your shit makes a lot of sense. And holy shit. Good. That's great, like, dude. Well, what's the name of that podcast? What's the name of that podcast yours again? Let's wrap this up here, man. All right. I, I am Moral Bob. My podcast is Hidden in Plain Sight. Uh, you can find me on all your podcatchers, Apple, Podbeam, freaking Spotify, you name it. And if you can't find my podcast somewhere, let me know. Uh, you can email me at uh, thehiddenpod at gmail.com. I'd be glad to hear anybody's feedback. Nobody ever emails me, so you, you could be the first one. Um, I do have uh, a Patreon. I don't really do shit on it. Um, if you want to send me money, you can send me money on Patreon. 
Um, you can send me money on Venmo at Moral Bob. I've got a lot of legal fees that need to get paid for uh, that I can afford uh, at this point in time. But, you know, anything helps, you know. But, uh, uh, yeah, a shameless plug. You know, send me your money. Uh, I also, legal fees? What, what, what's up with that? I'm in the middle of a custody battle oh. and the family court system is such a fucking sham. And they, they basically, they stole my five-year-old son, gave ah. him to his mom. Um, and it's, it's really sad. She's a single mom alcoholic that's dating a 23 year old little punk dude. And oh, man, um, yeah, it's, it's a fucked up situation. It sucks, but it is what it is. And I've, luckily finally got a hold of an attorney that's willing to do the do what i want because i'm, I'm sorry to hear particular. that man I'm, I'm glad that that you have it uh, hopefully it'll work out it will man things work out how they should right like i i, I got a tired like it makes me sad but at the same time like i'm not gonna waste a bunch of positive energy you know dwelling on the negative like i just i i I try to think positively, like I'm going to get through this. My son's going to go through some shit and be like, luckily his mom spoils the shit out of him. Um, but it's not good for him to be spoiled like that. So, um, you know, like if she was hurting him, then I would just, uh, I would find some proof pretty quickly. She's not physically hurting him in any way, at least not yet. Um, so I've got some time, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna work through it. It's fine. Um, I, I know that eventually I'll succeed, one way or another. I'm never gonna stop fighting for my son. But I, I was, and I go through my moments where I'm sad about it. But I, I just try to stay positive. Good. That's the best thing to do, right? Like it's all about energy, yep. right? And that's another thing to to full circle the Vatican. Another thing I think they're stealing is energy, the Earth's energy, our energy you know, through their cathedrals and all of that shit. Um, and so as long as you're putting positive energy out there, I, I think good things will happen. So stay positive folks. Like don't dwell on negative shit. That's not good for you. Like, don't be bitter. Don't be mad. Be positive, stay positive and just make plans to better your life, better your situation, attack the people that are evil in your life with positive shit and man watch that shit crumble it's a great note to end on dude beautiful beautifully said uh good luck with everything man i didn't know that about you man and i i hope that it it does work out it seems like it will though i think that you have a good uh good way about you and you got a great attitude so i hope that it it absolutely and we'll be talking again obviously yes we will for sure have a great chemistry i feel like man no homo but i really do appreciate everything (laughs) yeah you did dude i i tell people all the time like in this community that i have found now this truther community i found my people dude like i I, like i've never felt so comfortable talking to people i've never you know had so many people that think the same way and are open-minded so yeah man no definitely no homo but i love this community i I love people like you I i love all of these people man it's fucking awesome like i'm the most positive i think i've ever been and it's because of this community and that's not just the Woodford Reserve talking, right? That's no. the that's the that's the real shit right there. So yeah. that's that's what you're drinking, right? Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve. Okay, yes, I sir. thought that I maybe fucked that up. Okay, great, dude. Well, thank you so much. His name's Moral Bob. He's got the Hidden in Plain Sight podcast, man. You guys know me, Ryan from Dangerous World. 
And uh, man, we're going to be talking again. It sounds like we're going to talk about some monetary policy, some economics, all that Fuck good yeah. stuff, because I think you and I could definitely go back and forth on that quite a bit. And uh, Bob, thanks for everything, man. This was a fun little uh, free flowing chat. It was great, dude. So we'll be talking soon. And everybody yeah. have a great night, great day, great morning, great whatever, guys. Take care. Well, everybody, like I said, head over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. I'm talking about a really interesting portion of the book known as Rule by Secrecy by Jim Mars, phenomenal author. I talk about Freemasonry and big religion, how they clash, how they go at it back and forth. They're duking it out heavyweights for the championship, holding the strap, holding the belt, 